morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We have the top crypto researcher on the planet, also known as the shock jockey of the XRP army, Mr. Johnny Crypto, is back on this Monday morning. Joining us today is the OG Crypto Goliath and the newest member of our team to become a 3T Instagram influencer, Gonzo. Welcome back to the program. And we have a special guest this morning. He's focused on passive income gains and is famous for shooting virtual brains. NFT Tones is here to drop some knowledge for our community. So very excited to have all of you. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing Instagram is adding NFTs. We show our listeners an interesting clip explaining how NFTs will change the world. Google is creating a Web3 development team stating crypto is demonstrating tremendous potential. Is this an indicator of how early we are in this market? Samsung is entering the metaverse, stating they will compete with Meta, and Jeff Bezos follows Dogecoin founder on Twitter. We also have a Japanese e-commerce site adopting XRP for cross-border used car sales. Is this another example of XRP being used as a currency and not a security? And for our long-term hodlers out there, we have clear documentation stating Ripple XRP is a lead innovator in ISO 20022 protocol and will be used for cross-border payments. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So it's a beautiful Monday morning. We're wearing red because the markets are red, Johnny Crypto. So why don't we start there? How are you feeling on this Monday and how are you feeling about this bearish price action? You know, everybody busted my chops about wearing white on the wrong day and black on the wrong day. So I wore red for everybody. See what happens when I wear red? Goddamn whole market's tank and everything's red. Next time, be happy with the white on a Friday. And it wouldn't be good morning if you didn't start off with a good morning, Johnny. Bring the heat, man. All right, here we go, buddy. Good morning, everybody. How are you today? (laughs) Very nice, Johnny. I appreciate it. We'll go to Gonzo next. Gonzo, we got a question right off the bat. Are you buying the dip? That is the question. How are you feeling on this Monday? And are you buying the dip? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, um, definitely happy to be here. First of all, good morning. Good morning, everybody. But, um, yeah, you know, I was I was looking at some charts this morning. Uh, you know, when we talk about some of the price action, I'll talk a little bit about mindset. But definitely looking at some of our utility stuff, Chainlink, Quant, because they've had some 80% corrections. And so I'm watching those. But it definitely um, when we get this much fear in the market, it's definitely a good time to start um, implementing your dollar cost average strategy. For sure. And whenever we look at the market from a macro standpoint, whenever retail is very, very bearish and certain of bearish price action, we typically go the opposite direction. So we are going to talk a little bit about that today, but I'd love to go to NFT tones next. NFT tones, you look amazing this morning. You're feeling amazing. What are you going to bring to our community this morning and how are you feeling on this Monday? I want to bring you guys something a bit different than what's what I normally bring. I'm going to bring you guys pinksale.finance, which is a pre-sale website that allows you to actually get into coins early and you can do your own research, obviously, and you can see what's KYC and audited, get into these coins and hopefully make some money, get out quick. None of these things I think are like Super long term. You never know though. Like I've seen some of these coins do 27, 100 X, 2000 X. Like there's money to be made here. 
So just remember and pay attention to what you guys are going to see. For sure, NFT Tones, and we're excited. It's not Friday. It is Monday, but we're very excited to have you. And we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do, by showing you guys our Good Morning Twitter account, at 3TGM on Twitter. Smash that follow button and go tweet us. We love interacting with you guys. And we do host a weekly spaces every single Thursday. You can hop on there, ask us questions, just talk to us. We like to hang out with you. So this morning, the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is in extreme fear, Johnny Crypto. We are just above single digits. We're showing 11 in the extreme fear range. What are some of your thoughts on what's taking place this morning? Well, historically, if you look at the, the this chart plotted over time, what you'll see is that the 10 area, and um, I don't know if we had, yeah, there we go. If you look at the 10 zone, right, we never stay very long in the 10 zone. So this really potentially is buy the dip. Everyone says buy the dip. This is where you would be buying the dip. I mean, look at it. Every time it touched the 10, how far back does this thing go? Only 2021. Every time we touched the 10, how long did we stay in there? Maybe a day, maybe two. And then boom, we were back up to a 20. And then we kind of went, you know, consolidated for a while. And then it was up. So, I mean, Man, if you've got money sitting on the sidelines and you're thinking about should I should I DCA in, man, to me, there's no better time. There's no better time than to start DCAing. I so, you know, I know we've all been talking about it. I've been DCAing in. I moved some more money over last night. Um, did a wire transfer. It's going to go over today, and I'll be DCAing in today as soon as that money gets into my cracking account. So, yeah, I, I don't. This ain't going to last. Typically, we don't last long in the tens. So let's see what happens. For sure, Johnny. And that's a perfect segue into our next topic, which is the total coin market cap. We have officially dipped below $1.5 We are at $1.48 trillion in global market cap this morning. Bitcoin sitting at 41% dominance. Ethereum is at 19%. Bitcoin is sitting at $32,600 this morning. We're still above that $30,000 range, and we will cover this later in the episode. Ethereum is $2,300. XRP is $0.53. Cents. This hurts my heart and it definitely hurts my portfolio. We will talk about if we're going to continue dollar cost averaging and what it means if we hold this range and if we don't, where we could be headed. Cardano is 66 cents. Avalanche, $48. Chronos, 23 cents. Stellar is 15 cents and HVAR is 12 cents. My mind is blown. We also have Quant sitting at $77. Gonzo, how are you approaching the market this morning and what are some of the best buying opportunities you see? We see this liquidity get sucked out of the market so quickly with the altcoins. It's unbelievable. We're seeing 70, 80% retracements across the board. How are you approaching the, the market this morning? Yeah, you know, I'm keeping an eye on those projects because um, I know depending on what Bitcoin does, if it goes down lower, we can go like I was looking at um, Chainlink and Quant this morning. They're down like 80, 83%. Um, they could go down lower because they're all coins, right? We understand the utility, but that's why it's so important to um, to not use emotion, right? Uh, I want to take a minute to talk about um, mindset, right? Because um, these are the times that the normal retail investor get freaked out and they either panic sell or they leave the market, right? And so I like to break things down very simply. And the way that you should look at it is this, is that... You either got two choices, either one, you believe that cryptocurrency is a fraud and that it's actually going to go down to zero, right? Or you believe in the technology and you believe that it's going to go back up and that we're going to eventually hit these cryptocurrencies all time highs, right? Because if you believe it's going to go to zero, then I guess you're doing the right thing by leaving, right? But if you don't and you understand what you're investing in, 
then why wouldn't you start dollar cost averaging when you get price prices like this, right? Like I was saying, Chainlink, right? Quant, they're down 80, 83%. If, if Bitcoin goes down a little bit lower, then they could go down up to 90%, right? But understanding what you're investing in and that we're going to make up that 90% and even more as we get into 2023, 2024, and 2025. So, yeah. 100% gone. So what I'm going to be watching is if we can hold this $32,000 range or this $30,000 level, because we saw last July in the bottom of that micro bear market, we reached about 28, 29,000. So those are going to be key levels of support going forward. If we break below that 28, 29,000, and we don't get a lot of buying from institutions and people like Michael Saylor or Tesla or or Terra Stablecoin. We saw they purchased over a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin this weekend. I think there's so much institutional buying that's going to come in in that high 20, low 30 range. We won't dip far below that, even if we do. But I do want to go to Johnny Crypto next. Johnny, is there anything you're watching in the market this morning? And what are some projects that you're really keeping an eye on as these altcoins are drained 70, 80 percent? Yeah, that's a great question. So my favorite ones, I actually wrote them down so I don't miss them. I just keep picking more of them up. So I've got WTK, Algo, HBAR, Casper, Crow. Those are the ones that – oh, sorry. So those are the ones that – oh, I got ETH, but that's on an auto buy. So I buy that every every um, every every month. But, yeah, so those are the five or six that I'm, I keep just – continue to add and that's primarily because in my case i've already got a large large bag of xrp and xlm if i didn't i would be adding those um i sold a lot of my cardano bags when we pumped up a while back so i'll be at these prices i'm going to be buying back probably some more cardano as well and uh you know to answer this guy's question um i, I would not recommend mortgaging the house but everything else is is is, is up for grabs sell the sell the kitchen sink the sofa the kids the cat <laughs> Everything else, sell all that stuff, raise the money, and uh, and start buying in. But you know, it, it's you know, it could be a while before we really see the next real full leg up here, guys. I, I don't, you know, this isn't buying opportunity, but you know, I don't really play the short term as much. I'm looking 2025 and beyond. So, I'm so not- Johnny, I want to stick with you really quick. I have a question. We're <laughs> listening to all these retail investors talk about how they're anticipating us going to twenty five, twenty thousand dollars, and typically when we see retail have, you know a certain sentiment, it typically goes the opposite direction. So do you think this is one of those situations where we're actually entering a bear market and we're going to continue going lower? Do you believe we're going to range in this $32,000 range? Or do you think we're about to head into a bull market? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the that's the $64 million question. And I wish I had a crystal ball to answer it. But here's a couple things I would say to that. First off, absolutely. When the market is this shifted this hard, this way, this fast, um at the end of the day we know the way the market makers and the elites run it it's all opposite sentiment right they have to push everybody as far to the fear side as possible at some point in time if they keep going this far there's there's everybody's shorting the market and nobody's long and so what happens now they're going to flip it on you and they're basically going to go the opposite direction i think we're getting close to that point i've been saying for a while that i thought we would retest 29 we might even scare the shit out of everybody with a wick down to 28. It won't surprise me. We're not that far away. Now, BC Backer, and he's way better than I am technically, thinks that, you know, because we broke the 200, that we may go all the way down to 21. Now, that's going to be a very interesting time for me. Here's why. As we uncovered that Sailor's in at 22 and that he has to buy everything back at 21 or he gets liquidated. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see 
What happens between 29 and 21? Does Sailor dump everything to protect his base, which then tanks the price? Does he raise more money and buy up to prevent, you know, the call, the margin call? Very, very interesting times if we get to 21. I'm going to be very interesting to see what happens. That's a very, very dangerous zone if he can't buy up the margin because he's going to dump. And then what's going to hold the floor for Bitcoin? Why wouldn't we drop to 10 then? So that's a very interesting time. I hope we never see 21. So what I find so interesting right now, Johnny, is that everyone's calling for a bear market, but nobody was saying that back in November. Nobody was saying that back in December. And now that we've retraced 50%, everybody seems so certain that we're going to continue to go down where I think we're actually approaching some form of a local bottom. Ethereum is 51% down from its all-time high. Bitcoin is 52% down from its all-time high of 69000 so it does make sense that a lot of people would say, oh, look, now we're bearish. Now that we've lost 50% of our total market cap, I think a lot of these projects are at a 50% discount from where they were just three, four months ago. Gonzo, I'd love to go to you. How are you approaching this thing? And why do you think retail is so certain we're going to 25, 28K when we've already retraced 50%? Yeah, you know, so I'm a, I take it in levels, right? Um, and so the first level that we've talked about, like, as we come down is for me, that hard level that I've talked about is 28, 29, right? Once we lose that, like on a daily, then I think that we're going to come down. Um, I mean, that would just be insane. Cause I'm just thinking about the altcoins. If we get down to like 23, 24,000, that's going to bleed the altcoins. Let's say quant right now. And some of the other ones are down 80%. That's going to push them up to 90, 95%. Right. And is that abnormal? Absolutely not, right? With altcoins, we know that they have a tendency to retrace and pull back that much. Um, but I, I think it's just um, the markets run on emotion, right? And so we've talked about this. And so it kind of just feeds itself, right? And then as everybody gets onto that fear train and they start talking and, okay, this thing's going to go down further and further and further, like Johnny said, that's when the market makers flip the switch and then it goes back up, right? But I do think that we're going to get some relief. We can't just keep going down, 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 down structurally, right? We're probably going to get a bounce. I imagine that as, as we get close to that $30,000 level and we get towards the new moon, I'm not exactly sure when the new moon is. I think it's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, but we should get a bounce and we should get some relief. 100% Gondo, and we have 150 people listening. Please show us some love. Smash that like button, especially if you love what Johnny Crypto has to say, not only about what, what will happen if we go to 21000 but how Michael Saylor is going to be totally liquidated at that $21,000 mark. Very, very important to know for overall sentiment of the market. You can do all the technical analysis in the world, but it's the real-world infrastructure that I think is most important. Johnny Crypto, floor is yours. Yeah, I think the thing, just to build on what, <clears throat> what Gonzo was saying is a the, the motion the 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 market makers market makers play on emotion, but what actually drives the emotion? I mean, the market is this. This guy here said it best: stimulus. What we saw was every time the Fed started printing, turning on the printing machines, all that money has to go somewhere, and it usually ends up in the market, right? And so we had a monster stimulus in 2020 because of COVID. That's what kicked off this whole bull run. If you go back and look at it, you'll see that. Now, the reality is <laughs> we've gone just the opposite. The market dynamics have changed. We don't have a stimulus coming. It's just the opposite. They're continuing to raise rates, raising rates, higher costs, mortgage mortgages higher, housing crashes. When the housing crashes, people can't take equity lines. They can't borrow money. They don't spend. So the reality is, I, mean, I don't want to be here and say all doom and gloom, but 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a while. I think what you're going to see is the market finds some bottom somewhere. We're going to consolidate for a year or two. Now, if a recession comes like everybody's talking about, at some point, the Fed will then will, will flip the uh, story around and then they'll go back to, hey, we got to print again. And then you'll see a monster stimulus. You want to make sure if you start hearing talk that the Fed is going to start printing again, right? Or you start, not even that. When you start hearing recession is coming, recession is coming after we've been at one or two years at a higher interest rate, that's when you want to start really getting back in again. Because at that point, <laughs> you want to be in before they turn the printing machines on. Because when they turn the printing machines, uh, machines on, all that money starts flowing back into the market. Johnny, yeah, if I, I just make oh, a gonzo, I'll kick it right to you. The only comment that I had for Johnny was as we're looking at what's happening now, we see the DXY is way, way overextended as a lot of these assets are approaching what's called a confirmed bear market, right? Whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, or all the altcoins, we've seen huge retracements and we've seen massive power go back into the dollar. Do you think we're overextended here? Honestly, Johnny, quick comment and then right to Gonzo. I mean, if you look at the DXY chart here, right? And I don't know how to zoom in on this thing, but if you look at it here, you can see that the DXY here is, oh, let me see if I can get rid of this stupid thing. Oh, here we go. All right. So you look at this, right? You'll see where, where, where uh, let me see if I can change the timing a little bit more. No. Okay. So if you look at it, you kind of see we're kind of near, if you, if I was able to zoom in, you'd see we're near a double top here. So it is kind of testing a top, which actually is a good sign for, I don't understand how the dollar can be this strong when it's weak as shit, it's overinflated, countries are dumping it and yet it's going up. It just, to me, it's a really weird apps, but yeah, at the end of the day, this is what's killing everything. Yeah, actually, someone had a great tweet that showed us the dollar went up. Everything was tanking. The euro was tanking. Crypto's tanking, right? It's just an inverse effect. Now, the the good, the, the one, if you want to find a silver lining here, Abs, this thing looks over, over uh, extended. Now, the question is, are we going to back test this and keep going up? Or are we going to die here, go sideways, and eventually die? <laughs> keep an eye on the DXY chart for the next few weeks, folks. Yeah, so the DXY is like basically the dollar versus a basket of other world currencies, right? And we know what's going on in the world. So as those currencies weaken, it strengthens the dollar, right? And so, but if we were to pull a fib on that, we're way extended on the dollar. But um, like what Johnny was saying earlier, um, as far as like turning the printing machines back on, I don't think we're going to see that this year, right? This year is going to be just raising rates, right? And so you can see if the market follows suit, then... You're, we're going to continue like in this bearish trend, right? And so that's why it's really important that um, like we talk about ISO 222 tokens, right? Doing your research, knowing what you want to invest in, picking ones that have utility, they're going to be around, they're going to be regulation resistant. And then these times, this whole year will be a time to dollar cost average, um, knowing that in the future, um, as we get to 2025, we're going to get um, these the price appreciation, and these are going to start to go back up. A hundred percent. And if you're enjoying this content, show us some love, smash that like button. All social medias are linked down below, especially Rob Dog 406. Definitely go follow that guy. But I do want to hop into our first article today because we have a ton of interesting stuff and we're going to show you why crypto isn't going anywhere. Our first article is, sorry, can you click that? Google Forms Web3 team sees tremendous potential and demand for crypto tech and support. Google's cloud unit is creating a team to build services for developers who are composing their own Web3 software and running blockchain applications. We have a great quote from their CEO saying, while the world is still early in its embrace of Web3, it is a market that is already demonstrating tremendous potential with many customers asking us to increase our support for Web3 and crypto-related technologies. 
We're going to continue to deep dive this article, but I do want to take a moment to point out how early we are in this market as a group. If Google is just creating a, a team to focus on this technology and they haven't even developed a lot of the infrastructure that they're going to build over these next three, four, five years, it's just another example of how early we are. I'd love to get some comments from Gonzo before we continue. Yeah, the, like you said, we're just so early right now. We're beating the the major tech companies, right? But we're going to see this more and more as these, as these big guys start to wake up, like Google, Amazon, Apple, and they start to wake up to blockchain, you're going to see this more and more in the Web3 space, right? Um, and this is like the infrastructure. So when we talk about like currently like Amazon and AWS and cloud storage, right? This is going to be huge going to the future. We talk about metaverse, right? And all of that data storage that they're going to need, all that computing power. Um, that's why these guys are getting involved. So that's why, like when I do my research, I look into these blockchains, these different cryptocurrencies like Render, Arweave. I think Filecoin is another, uh, another version of that. But they're going to need all of this computing power and data storage, especially when it comes to metaverse. And that's what they're getting involved with that, right? Because they want to build the infrastructure because they understand that in the infrastructure, there's money to be made for them. A hundred percent. And we have a quote here that says Google Cloud launched a new dedicated digital asset team in January to support customer needs in building, transacting, storing value and deploying new products on blockchain based platforms. Google is just getting in. Alphabet Inc. is just getting in. But people are wondering if this stuff is going to be around for the long term. Johnny Crypto, what's your answer? OK, so I have a very, very important chart to show you that actually plays perfect to this conversation. So this is how typically the uh adoption and um what's the word fruition of these technologies come into life works right now i want everybody to pay attention to this chart because this is what's happening in crypto and this happens in the stocks too so you have this phase what we i haven't even tweeted this yet so everybody on the show gets gets a quick shit of, uh, a glimpse of what i'm going to be tweeting shortly this is so important guys pay attention stage one we have this phase of what we call hype where speculation comes in, there's no, you know, the, the token maybe does have some utility or doesn't, but it hasn't been developed yet, okay? But everybody's excited, everybody's buying in, all right? That was kind of what we saw back in 2020. You also saw that in 2017 and 2013. Then what happens for technology, in those cases, we have pure speculation, learning, not even really going to technology development. In this case, this chart is so relevant right now because we are living this today. 2020 was really the, the stage one phase of all these coins, tokens, utility coming in. Now, what happens is you go up, everybody's excited, everybody wants in. Then what happens is the reality, the world realizes like, oh shit, nothing's done yet. And so everything starts to, to pull back down what we call stage two, right? So the enthusiasm phase, the media kind of stops talking about it. Everybody's talking about uh, um, you know, how, how this thing is going. Speculators leaving the market. All this stuff is happening right now. But what's really happening behind the scenes? Look at the bold letters of stage two. Developers are building. This is the build. This is the quiet phase. This is where humanity has no patience, right? We don't have patience as humans. So Johnny, Johnny, if I could just comment real quick, look at this chart and see how it dips during the development phase. And that's where we are right now. People are questioning the adoption. They're questioning if this stuff's going to be around. They're saying we're in a confirmed bear market. Treat this like a bear market. I'm using this as a time to accumulate. I don't think we're going to sustain this for a very long time. Gonzo, can I get some quick comments yeah. before Johnny continues? Yeah, this because this is this is like like this chart says, right? You had all the hype and the buildup, right? And then people realize, like Johnny was saying, that 
the technology is still a few months, a few years away. And then so everybody sells out. And especially as the price starts to drop, people freak out, they panic sell and they're like, oh, it's not gonna work out or it's not here yet or I'm a couple years away and they sell. And then it gets, like he said, quiet, it gets bored, right? Yeah. While they're building the technology. But that's when you wanna invest, right? When it's boring, when nobody's interested. Because when you see that curve, when it takes off, because once the utility hits and things move, it's too late, right? That smart money got involved during the phase two. And that's when you want to get involved, right? It's like they're, they're laying the foundation for when they push us off the cliff. They need a system to be already working, already fully implemented. And then they roll users over into that system. And that's what we're seeing right now. And that's what this chart shows. Johnny, the floor is yours. We're, we're actually shifting right now from stage one to stage two. You're feeling the pain of us dropping down. The developers, as you just showed in that article, are actually developing right now as we speak. Cardano is still in the process of being built. All these other Casper, all these other technologies are being built. XRP being built. This stage two is the most critical because everybody's going to forget about it. Everybody's going to go to sleep. And if you're a smart investor and you're watching Good Morning Crypto and the 3T Academy, you're learning right now. This is That's the time to be buying in stage two. Because then the real euphoria, now look at the difference between stage one and stage three. You guys are all happy in 2020 because we got that little euphoric bump. That's nothing compared to what's coming in 2024, 25 when this shit's real. So I just wanted to share this with everybody today because I know everybody's panicking, everybody's worrying, but you don't want to be worrying. You're in stage two, folks. This is where we want it. I wish I didn't buy in stage one. I'm kind of pissed because I could have gotten cheaper in stage two, to be honest with you. So... Think about the dot com bubble. Think about the dot com bubble crash, right? Like you had all the hype, all, all everything was about dot com, right? And you had all this money that was raised on all pure hype and speculation, right? And what happened? Most of those things went away, right? But the ones that were building, the Googles and the Amazon, right? Imagine getting invested in those projects back then and what they became. That's what we're experiencing right now, right? So we're gonna, we're losing that hype phase. And then as they build the technology, it's just like getting into Google and Apple and Amazon and all of those right after the dot-com dot bubble burst, right? And so that's what we're experiencing right now. Yeah, Gonzo, and if I can just add to what you're saying, we're so, so early that they're questioning whether we should be adding cryptocurrencies to 401ks. And I just saw a comment from Waters Above. That's so awesome that he's watching our show right now. Shout out to Waters Above. Thank you. We're looking forward to having you on the show again soon. That's amazing. I was just watching yes. your live stream on Friday. <laughs> That's Me very too. cool. Me too. By the way, I reached out. We love out. Waters Above. We're trying to get you on the show. Please reply to that email. We're going to have Waters back on again. A hundred percent. Next month. A hundred percent. But I do want to go to NFT Tones. NFT Tones, you know so much about NFTs, of course. You know a lot about play to earn, passive income opportunities. Can you speak to how early we are in this space right now and a lot of the developments that are going on behind the scenes? We are so early that I don't even think people realize how early we are. Only about 5% of the world is in about in crypto and that's including with the banks. So like we are really, really early and like, I'll give you guys an idea. So think about schools and how they can cut expenses. One way they could cut expenses is by closing a bunch of schools. Right. And so where I'm going with this is if they stop, so if they homeschool every student, right? Not even homeschool, if they send students to school in the metaverse, right? It could change everything and it could save them a shit ton of money. And the students are going to get even more learning out of this. So what the hell do I mean by this? Well, if they close schools, 
they don't have to pay for electricity in the building, the food for the students and all that, then they have to eat at home, right? And then on top of that, right, when they're in these learning environments, students get bored. Like in school, I was always bored. I hated school because it was the most boringest thing ever. And I guarantee you, if you have a kid, they're going to come home and be like, yeah, school sucks. It's boring, yada, yada. Now, if we can get our kids into the metaverse learning, right, they'll be able to learn and possibly earn. Even if they don't earn, it's awesome because their experiences will be more interactive, right? So your students might, your son or daughter might actually go into um, what your son or daughter might actually go into the past and see like the war that is happening or see like what could happen in the future. So there will be a lot of things that they can learn and have a more interactive experience in so it'll be really interesting to see what schools and stuff can interpret, uh, can do with this technology, because I think it will change the entire world in the basis of what we know today. Uh, yes. And the biggest thing is people hate change. So it's going to see what we got to see what happens and how this change will take effect. And we're seeing like this, this shift is just beginning now, not even they're starting to move us into this technology, but they're actually just starting to build this technology And we're going to get into this later in the episode, but anybody who knows about banking protocols such as ISO, ISO 20022 starts being implemented in November of this year. They anticipate it will be fully implemented by the end of 2023, and they say it's mandatory that it's fully implemented by 2025. So what are we seeing right now? A lot of these utility projects are taking massive hits, massive regressions. They're in quote-unquote confirmed bear markets from retail investors who are scared to accumulate these projects. But I believe in retrospect, Just 24, 36 months from now, we're going to look back and say this was one of the most opportune, best buying opportunities that we've been presented in the entire market. And we're yet to see institutions. We're yet to see banks. We're yet to see companies like Meta, Google, Apple, and and massive technology companies adopting this company on a mainstream basis. Gonzo, you want to close this out here? Yeah. And that's why it's just really important that you're investing in, um, you know, things that have utility. So like the ISO 20,022, I always mess that up. Um, XLM, XRP, Quant, right? All these distributed ledger technology cryptocurrencies, right? All these blockchains, those are the ones that you want to invest in because you're seeing right there, these are the ones that are going to be around in the future. 100%. And we're going to hop into our next article for today, which is another metaverse article. We have Samsung enters the metaverse race, creating its own version of the metaverse. They reaffirm the company's plan to roll out Samsung's version of the metaverse. Hopefully this will come out sometime later this year. We had Facebook now rebranded as Meta, stating that the next evolution of social connection is going to be in the metaverse, and they plan to invest $10 billion per year into this technology. We have another quote from Meta down here saying, sorry, from Samsung down here saying, we will launch metaverse devices and solutions to enable consumers to experience the new technology wherever they are. Basically, they're just saying they're going to come out with an Oculus. They're going to create a platform, probably on Ethereum, if I had to guess. Johnny Crypto and then NFT Tones, what are some of your thoughts on the creation of the metaverse? We have Meta competing with Samsung. Is this the new battle of the internet? You know, you got the giants coming in. This is no surprise. If you've been watching this show, we've been telling you for a while the metaverse is coming. We started with Decentraland. We told you about Topia, Sandbox. And now you've got, you know, the big boys. You had Zuckerberg coming in. You got Samsung coming in. You're going to have Microsoft coming. You're going to have everybody and their mother coming in and making a universe a metaverse 
The problem is, the problem with trying to invest in a metaverse this early is you don't know which ones are going to win. There's going to be a few that are going to win and a shit ton that are going to lose. But as I showed you in that prior chart, because of the hype, they're all going to capitalize and make money and steal your money on the hype. Your best bet in the metaverse is probably to sit back and wait and see which ones, are, you know, who, who are the big boys getting in, who are the developers, and then where it's going. You know, it's too early to tell right now. So I, as, as much as, like right now, I'm still heavily into Decentraland and, and Blocktopia and Sandbox. But these other bigger players here, I'm just going to watch. I'm not going to hop in early because this is one of those where, I think the real the, the final metaverse that's gonna make it hasn't even been developed yet. I think we're still waiting for that. So just and be it, careful when you invest in the metaverse. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation, a lot of uncertainty out there. NFT tones, what do you think about the development of separate metaverses? Are we gonna see a metaverse that's all inclusive that that can be used within separate platforms, or are we just gonna see these separate metaverses continue to be created? I think we're going to get to the point where all these metaverses are going to be connected, whether it's through bridging or something, all these metaverses are going to be connected and that we're so early that it's insane because it, what we're kind of seeing right now is like the early days of like when, remember when consoles were announced and like all those companies were rushing to make games and they're trying to get their, like their player, like the player count higher on their consoles so that then more people are buying games and they're causing more revenue. It's kind of like Sony versus PlayStation right now. So, or Sony versus Microsoft. So it's really, really interesting to see what could actually come out of this and who could be top dog. Cause we even have Sony working with data to make 3d NFTs. So who I really am interested to see what big dogs and what big companies are going to come on top of this whole thing. Gonzo, and we're going to go to you first on this next article because we do have an NFT development article with Instagram here. We have Instagram to add support for NFTs on Ethereum, Solana, and other chains going forward. The popular photo sharing app will now displays NFTs issued on Ethereum, Polygon, Solana, and free flow of charge. Official announcement is early as next week, and we actually have a development this morning that just came in. Instagram will start testing their NFTs with selected creators and collectors this week, people. So this is just starting. And then we have a third story that's directly connected to this one, where Meta is exploring 3D virtual reality NFTs compatible with Instagram stories. So we're just seeing more and more utility being implemented for these NFTs. Maybe you can speak to a lot of the developments that are taking place now and where you see the NFT market going in the long term. Yeah. So just real quick, I just wanted to say on the Samsung article, you know, that, that was the whole problem with Web2, right, is what they called closed gardens, right, where it was all centralized and it was all within one ecosystem, right? So we're hoping that that's what Web3 is all about, right? It's supposed to be decentralized or it's supposed to be opened up. So we hope that companies like Samsung that have a lot of money when they build their metaverse, that they're going to think the same way, that it'll be decentralized, that it'll allow um, different connection points to other metaverses, right? wormholes or whatever you want to call them and that they don't continue down the path of web two, which is those closed gardens. Right. Um, but as far as the NFT article and Instagram, this is the stuff that Gary V talks about all the time, right? It's social currency, right? Uh, I think we talked about it last week during that one article. There's a big difference between, you know, owning a Lamborghini and just having a picture of you standing next to a Lamborghini. Right. Um, we knew that this was the next evolution of kind of NFTs. Um, it's just like having the blue check, right? 
Uh, and so this will be a way for you to be able to display your NFTs if you have a mutant ape or a board ape yacht club or whatever it is. And it's just a, a way of have of social currency. Uh, that, that That's what it comes down to. You know, and just to build on this, this, this development here changes my opinion now on NFTs. So <clears throat> where, where I was saying before, like Musk, just copy the freaking thing, take a screenshot of it, who gives you shit, right? And, and you use, and use the photo wherever you want. But the reason why this could change the game is think about if all our social media platforms start to adopt the system where you can only share a photo or you can only use a photo of something that you have a record proving that you own it. <clears throat> That's now where the value of an NFT skyrockets. Because now if I can't screenshot something and share it anymore because I don't own the rights to it and I actually have to buy it, now the NFT world explodes. So I should have seen this coming, but I didn't. But I'm human and you know I don't watch everything. But this is huge, in my opinion, for that very reason that I didn't even realize. Yeah, for all the mania platforms, like, sorry, I, can't, use it, can't use it, can't use it. People are going to be like, oh, shit, I got to go buy something that I can but, use. But, Johnny, I still think that we're still early with NFTs, right? And I, I think agree. that Gary Vee is right when he talks about that eventually NFTs – um, it's going to appear like they're going to go away, right? Because they're right now there's it's the art thing and then some utility. I, I think that people will get bored. I think that they're going to um, depreciate in price because when you think about where NFTs can go in real world solve, right? Um, like the 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 clip that um, that Abs will play later. Um, our our uh, houses, our cars, our medical records, right? that that's where really nfts will be implemented into mainstream and be like in every fabric of our, of our lives and be a representation of different things that we use in our real life that's when it will really like kind of take over and being able to invest in the in the infrastructure of those nfts will really be able to change the game yeah, I agree. For sure, Gonzo. And I think that one thing that everybody needs to remember with NFTs specifically is that NFTs are just a representation of a digital contract. So don't get focused on the image that the company is selling. Be more focused on the underlying value in the community that's within it. Because we talk about V friends, right? Everybody loves Gary V. But what Gary V does so differently is he understands the real value of community. What he did with CryptoPunks in the beginning is he got on a group chat. I think he called 500 of the largest influencers in the world, including logan paul mr beast you know a bunch of these youtube guys and he told them buy this thing and hold it and that's what they did and that's how they created all that value now the minimum buy-in price is over half a million dollars but that's the real world utility of nfts johnny did you have a comment i do i want to address something that i think is very important as we're talking <clears throat> the myth. so i by the way i agree with Gonzo. the nft segment has multiple use cases one just owning photos but you touched on it it's really just <clears throat> a digital contract showing proof of value of anything. And you can tokenize shit. So you can own a piece of a house, a piece of it. So NFTs will have their place. But I, this is an important question that I want to make sure we address as we came off the metaverse. Well, so in terms of asking NFT tones, how would we be able, how will they be able to connect a gala uh, metaverse to a sandbox metaverse? And, and so if you've been watching this show and you've been paying attention, we have been talking about a technology out there and we talk about this all the time. So I hope our audience knows. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds to type it in the chat before I say it. But there's a technology out there, a cryptocurrency, that's going to marry and bridge all these things together. Quant. Right? 
Atta boy. Ding, ding, ding. You what do I prize. get? What's my prize? You get one million Shiba. <laughs> I'll take it. Sure. You about I'll take it. 32 cents right now. <laughs> but, but but yes, Gabs, that's right. Let's see if anybody got it in the anybody got it right. But Quant is the one that if Quant when Quant when Quant's fully or whichever one, right? Quant or whether it's Chainlink or Adam. The ones that are going to marry and bridge all these um, uh, cryptocurrencies so they can talk to each other. That's going to be the way at some point all the metaverses will also bridge to each other. So someday, not today, but someday Gala will be able to potentially be used in Decentraland and all these other things. But we're so goddamn far away from that. But that, to me, is the ultimate. You know, you also already player one. That's the grand oasis. And Quant is probably the way to get there. That's why I love Quant. And at 70, what is it, Gonzo? $78? It's yeah, it was on 78, 77. Yeah. And we can come down further, too. I'm watching it. We can come down. We can oh, come yeah. down further. Quant, Quant, listen, I bought it at 40, so I, I'm not surprised if it comes back down there. Hopefully, if you had an exit plan in place, you would have sold it 400. By the way, go to get at getmerlincrypto.com. Go sign up for the wait list. Free 30-day trial when we release Merlin. It's, you're going to be able to build your own exit strategy. So when things went in your fork, I sold Quant, majority of it, at three, 400 somewhere in that. And now I'm going to be buying it back at, what, 72? I don't give a shit if I mess up a little bit, buy a little high. It's better than – so get your exit plan ready. And uh, But, yeah, Quant will probably be the answer to bringing all that stuff together. 100%. And that's the your spot on, Johnny. I want to roll this conversation back into NFTs because we do have a very short clip I want to show our listeners we have a one-minute clip here talking about the real-world implementation of NFTs and how it's going to happen going forward. We're going to let this thing play. It's a little bit longer, 60 seconds here. More familiar with FinTech or familiar with blockchain now. What's the next big thing beyond that? I think we're, we're watching it take place, and it, we're laughing at it in front of us. So I look at the whole NFT market, and we can look at art or all manner of crazy things trading hands as NFT. But then I bring it back to real-world examples. Have you ever sold a car? I imagine you have. We we My sign cars usually fall apart right, and they're not saleable. But we, we sign a piece of paper called a title if we can find it. Why do we do that? Shouldn't that be identified with us? We buy a house. We buy title insurance. Why do we need to do that? Many of the rails or the technology or the platforms or the systems that support what's happening in NFT, I think are actually the precursor to changes in our financial system. And I'd like to stop it there because I think we got the gist of it. Gonzo, you made some very, very accurate comments about how real the real world solve that NFTs provide, moving a lot of the stuff that we sign, such as titles, housing deeds, into the blockchain so you can actually show that you have ownership of those assets. I'd love to get some comments from you and then NFT Tones. What are some of your thoughts on this video? So yeah, I mean, ooh. oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, Gonzo. Um, I was just going to say, I, I, I think he's spot on. And so what will be important is, you know, what's the underlying tech of those NFTs? Which blockchain, right? Is it going to be Ethereum? Is it going to be Solana? Could it be Casper, right? Um, so it's, a, and, and I'm sure we're going to know as the technology develops, but that, that'll be really important. That's where these layer ones, right? What you're invested in will be important in the future when they build these NFTs. 100%. For all our listeners out there, we are about to get into some XRP content. We have two massive updates, one involving banks and one involving real-world adoption for on-demand liquidity. But NFT Tones, why don't you take us home on this NFT conversation? So I think this is amazing. I think that this is, like I've been saying that NFTs are going to change the future and how we actually look at things. And 
that they're going to really be implemented into real world solving problems and stuff like that. And I think that we are barely even realizing the true actual potential of NFTs in crypto. I think we're still at the beginning and I think we'll be amazed what we can actually do with these things in the future. I think that it's going to really like boggle our minds, especially the people that think NFTs are just a cash grab and that they're not here to say. I think most people are going to be really interested by like Instagram, Steph Curry making his own NFTs with Under Armour. There's so much going on in this world right now. Major players are getting into NFTs and stuff. I think that this is really a key moment, a defining moment into NFTs and crypto. And it could be really, it's really important for the future of it. A hundred percent. And if you guys are enjoying this conversation, please show us some love, smash that like button. And if you're looking for a deeper, more fundamental understanding of the cryptocurrency market, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy. We have the list below. You get access to our entire team, all of our researchers, including Coach JV. And you can understand how he's navigating this market from a mindset standpoint. Understanding the real world solve of individual currencies gets rid of the uncertainty that comes with a lot of the headlines they're rolling out today. So understanding what you own and the problem it solves is going to bring a lot of clarity to this market. And I think our next article is a perfect example of that. We have some XRP content for you guys as Japanese e-commerce site adopts Bitcoin and XRP payments for used cars. The development marks the first time that XRP, a digital currency, will be used as cross-border Japanese e-commerce site. This is big news. We continue to see more and more implementation of XRP overseas, whether it's the UAE or the Japanese markets. They've already accepted it as a currency. SBI Motor Japan has announced that its customers can now make payments for used cars using their Bitcoin and their XRP. The development marks the first time XRP cryptocurrency will be deployed as a cross-border e-commerce website in Japan. We also had a beautiful tweet from Crypto Airy who will be joining our program in one of the coming weeks going forward. So if you guys are looking for some more XRP content, Crypto Airy does amazing work and she'll be joining our broadcast very soon. She'll go show her some love. She says Japan's first XRP payment to support the e-commerce site by SBI Motor Japan. They export around 5,000 used cars annually and this is mostly to Africa. According to SBI, over 1.7 billion people worldwide still lack access to basic financial services. So Johnny Crypto, you got the XRP background. It's only fitting that we go to you first this morning. How do you feel about this development of XRP being used as a currency and not as a security? I don't know how this is possible. The U.S. says it's a security. What the hell is going on here? I don't, I don't get it. Maybe somebody – hey, Abs, uh, I think you ought to take this article and send it to uh, – <laughs> your friends at the SEC. This is what's so laughable, Johnny. It's like we have people who don't even specialize in cryptocurrency identifying that Ripple can be used as a currency and not a security. But we have the Securities and Exchange Commission who's doing regulation by enforcement stating that XRP is a security. It shows that our regulators are way behind and they're using they're using the totally wrong approach to this market. It just shows that there's another agenda. We've been saying it from day one, but the good news is the rest of the world is saying to the U.S., <laughs> screw you. We're not going to follow your agenda. We're going we're gonna to use it for what it's really meant for. And, and I love Crypto Erie's uh, tweet here, right, showing <laughs> at the end of the day about how many cars are used. And, again, it's just more creation and utility. We've been saying that on this show 
forever that we want to see more and more use cases to drive up for XRP. And that's what Ripple's doing is they're building all these use cases. I won't be surprised if in the background, they're also got their seat, their, their hands into all the central banks and they're building that. I mean, as someday XRP is going to explode. So crypto Eric, great, great uh, tweet here. And uh, yes, we're looking forward to having her on the show at some point. She's, she's great. So go watch her content too on YouTube. She's excellent. Yeah, John, uh, Johnny, I'd love to shift to Gonzo here. Gonzo, how do you feel about the implementation of XRP being used as a currency? I want to keep emphasizing this within this article because we do have something we're going to show you right from the ISO protocol, mm. saying that Ripple is going to be used as the main source for on-demand liquidity going forward. And I think this is another example of that. So we're just getting a little insight to what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about this before, that around the world, XRP is considered a currency. Right, just in the U.S., do we have the problems with the SEC? But it's just another use case for XRP, um, and it just makes me really excited because there are things that they're going to use for um, XRP, and then just even other cryptos that haven't even been invented yet. Right, other use cases, um, but just another win for Ripple, another win for XRP. Um, I, I think it's important because um, we forget, like I've said this before, in the U.S where we're so used to having a, a bank account or access to um, financial institutions, um, like that statistic said, 1.7 billion of people in uh, around the world don't have access to banks or any kind of financial uh, means. So this is huge for them because they're now able to do a peer-to-peer -peer transfer uh, of some type of currency so they can buy a car or they can sell goods. Um, and living in the U.S., we're not, you know, we forget that, right? That most people don't have banks accounts. So it just makes me more bullish on cryptocurrency, especially on XRP. A hundred percent, Gonzo. And what I think is so important for people to understand is it's, we always try to make complex things simple. So why are they rolling over into this XRP system? Well, when they're using cross-border payments, for example, and they're selling a car to Africa, they sell a car for a thousand dollars. That transaction is going to cost them about $35. It's going to take seven days to settle and $35 is on the low end. It can typically cost way more. When they use this XRP system for on-demand liquidity, this is instant settlement, happens within three seconds, and they're going to charge you less than a penny on a $1,000 transaction. So it's inevitable that banks shift away from this old way of banking. Not only is it slow and outdated, but it also costs way too much money. Johnny Crypto, why don't you take us home? Yeah, at the end of the day, we know that the current SWIFT system we know that the, uh, the the paper contracts, all this stuff is old, dated technology that's all going to be replaced. I don't know why I'm getting all blurry over here. What the hell is going on? Oh, well, that's what <laughs> it's even worse. But anyway, well, I don't know what. It's fine. We'll go Gonzo main screen. But we're hey. going to hop into our next article because we have more XRP content. While Johnny gets his screen figured out, we're going to show you guys some very, very important updates. We have an update from the ISO 20022 protocols. This is from an article called Shaping the Future of Cross-Border Payments, where ISO announced that they're thrilled to share Ripple is part of the ISO 20022 Registration Management Group Standards Body. And it will be the first member to focus specifically on distributed ledger technology. This membership enables us to meet the needs of over 300 customers, which are central banks, by helping them define the future of direct cross-border payment standards to evolve the ISO 20022 standard. So a couple of comments I want to make before I kick it around the group here. 
as we see ISO get implemented, we're going to see a lot of the use cases for currencies such as XLM, Algorand, IOTA, and of course, XRP be implemented. And we are going to see the market caps rise. But what I do think is so important is they said that Ripple is going to be the main focus for on-demand liquidity in the new system. Very, very cool. Gonzo, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, I think you already hit the nail on the head, right? So uh, this is just validating XRP and what it's about to do. Um, and then just to pay attention to those, like you just said, those ISO 222 um, tokens, like you said, XRP, IOTA, XTC, ALGO, QUANT. Um, I even throw an HBAR in that because I just love HBAR. But it's important to understand what you're investing in and paying attention to that because this is the future and this is just coming to fruition. That's why we're always talking about it. Exactly. And this is why we cover XRP so often. Johnny Crypto, I see you got your camera figured out. Why don't you drop some knowledge on us about the future of on-demand liquidity? We have Ripple being stated that they're going to lead the way for ISO 20022. And what comes to mind here is you showed an adoption curve earlier in the episode. And in that adoption curve, we reach a bear market. And that's when all the foundation and the infrastructure is actually built. But then again, we have ISO that needs to be fully implemented by 2025, matching perfectly with your adoption curve. What are some of your thoughts? Well, remember Ripple, which started out as OpenCoin, or I should say XRP, has been around since, I don't know, 2012, 13, 14. This stuff hasn't started today. And Brad has been on the World Economic Forum for many years, and he's got all the connections with the central banks. Ripple's been working with central 80 central banks. This stuff hasn't happened today, guys. This stuff has been going on, and this technology has been, been is in the process of being implemented as we speak. We know that between now and 2025 and beyond, they're going to be, we've seen lots of different presentations showing by 2025, they want to have all central banks working off of CBDCs and some main rails there. So, you know, you're going to see it come in bits and pieces, Abs, but by far, I saw an article yesterday that came out that, again, another in Japan, Japan loves XRP. They're, again, they're implementing it as well for their central bank rails. So it's just a matter of time before you know, I don't think maybe every single bank will use them. Maybe they will be cross systems. But at the end of the day, XRP is going to be one of the big players in this game, as as we've been saying for a while. And so um, you know, great time to be, what are we, under 50 cents or under 60 cents right now? So great time to get your bags back. Yep. And Gonzo, I want to surface, I mean, circle over to you here because... First of all, we had Tony Jones saying this live stream is fire. Thank you so much. If you guys agree with Tony, go smash that like button. Show us some love. Let this information get spread throughout the algorithm so as many people can see this as possible. But we do see that we have XRP sitting just above 50 cents here. We're sitting at 53 cents this morning, Gonzo. How are you approaching this price action? There's so much positive news from an infrastructure standpoint, but we can see the markets continue to bleed. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm just watching those levels, right? If we start closing... I think below like 51 cents, then, uh, you know, we're going to go love, uh, lower. If you look all the way left to where that trend line is, I'm not sure where that's at, but I think it's probably from my chart. I think I remember it's about 51 cents, something like that. So just something to pay attention to. We start clo closing daily candles below that. Then we're going to come down a little further. The good thing about XRP though, is that it's already highly suppressed. So, um, I don't think it comes down as much as some of the other altcoins because it's already highly suppressed. So uh, if we're coming down, it'll just become, it'll, it'll come down. Um, I think into the forties, I don't have the chart in front of me, but um, it's already highly suppressed. And so that's one of the good things about it. I know it's not, um, it doesn't feel good to hold on to XRP. It's not a hodler's coin, right? Jordan says this all the time um, from waters above. 
that, you know, it's a good day trading coin because of those ranges, because of the price ranges, if you know how to read it, right? But if you're just holding on to it um, until we get resolution with the SEC, uh, it, it, it hurts. It definitely hurts, but it's interesting to see how these timelines all line up. We know this case isn't going to end in 2022. At least that's what we keep reiterating on this channel. We saw some really powerful statements from Brad Garlinghouse saying that that's a very optimistic view to think <laughs> that we're going to end before that time frame. I'd love to have Johnny Crypto close us out here before I hop to some Jeff Bezos content. Very, very cool stuff. Yeah, we're running short on time. And I pretty much, you know, as I said, I, I think at the end of the day, the adoption curves, everything's saying it. We're in the process of adoption. So I would be, I'm, I'm very, very happy with my XRP bags. Um, and if you're not, this is probably a great time. to. We can tell from your background, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, what gave that away? I was just wondering. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So we're going to hop into our last article for today, which is some very, very cool, not super relevant, but exciting news as we have Jeff Bezos follows Dogecoin co-founder on Twitter. Everyone knows who Jeff Bezos is, the co-founder of Amazon and the third richest man on planet Earth. The man's worth about $140 billion. And the Amazon CEO said that, quote unquote, crypto will get bigger. So, <laughs> I mean, real, real powerful statements. We haven't heard from NFT Tones in a while. NFT Tones, what are some of your thoughts on what Jeff Bezos is doing here, following the Dogecoin founder on Twitter and stating that crypto will, quote unquote, get bigger? Well, I mean, I I feel like it, I feel like it's funny. It's kind of like a troll, but it kind of isn't at the same time. I, I feel like this is just to just to start to show you that like like this this shit is here and it's here to stay. Like I mean we saw last week Square Enix sold their companies to get into Bitcoin or get more into blockchain and stuff. So like this stuff is only inevitable and I feel like everything is going this way. So two of the three richest men on the planet have both have some tie to Dogecoin. Gonzo, why don't you take us home here? What are some of your thoughts? Do you think that they're going to continue to create real world utility for Dogecoin? We are not Dogecoin maximalists on the show, but if it can provide value, why not bring it to our listeners? Gonzo, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, um, this is the kind of stuff that just kind of, you know, it's it feels like it's just like hype and then it, price pump or to move the price. I'm not saying he's doing that on purpose, but um, that that's what it feels like. And look, it, it, if shit coins or Dogecoin or whatever that resonates with you, then by all means, have at it. But just make sure that you protect yourself and that, you know, it's not a big part of your total portfolio, right? Um, you know, leave that for, you know, one to 2% of your total portfolio to go into like very, very speculative stuff like shit coins or whatever. Is there money to be made? If you hit them right, there is, but they're not long-term holds, right? We're not telling you to hold on to Shiba Inu for, uh, you know, till 2025, right? That's not what we talk about. But, you know, uh, to each his own, just protect yourself. 100%. And Diamond Hands typically works for utility projects. And Dogecoin is not a utility project. But as we see more and more billionaires implementing and, and adding support to this project, it's very confusing. And honestly, it just adds to the whole narrative going on in this market today. We have 184 listeners out there enjoying this content. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics on a daily basis. We'll close this thing out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise! Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. I want to say thank you to Gonzo, thank you to NFT Tones, and thank you to Johnny Crypto, too. Thank you, guys. Let's go. Can we get Love some music? Guys. There we, we go. We got the music. We just need the monkey. Let's go. Johnny loves those monkeys. Yes, Love baby. those monkeys. There we go.
Just keep him moving. What up with you and the monkey? Just keep him moving. <laughs> Everything will be just fine.